0: I'm at the Red House with Britt Amerson of the Lane Exchange. Thank you for making it over to the house today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to learn about this entity of yours that you were that you were telling me about. Yeah. So, uh, where did this where did this interest of yours, I guess, in thrift where where does this come from?
1: So I've always loved to thrift. I've always loved to shop secondhand because I mean, obviously, you save money and you can be more creative in what you find. But how I got to this is an interesting avenue. I nannied for years and I knew whenever my son went to kindergarten that I was going to do something else, but I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And so I kind of put out feelers about a year and a half ago on Indeed just to see what was on there. And I saw a listing for a thrift assistant. And I was like, well, that sounds something like that I would love to do because I'm already in the thrift stores every other day. And so I was like, I don't really know what that means, but if it means I get to thrift at all, I'm interested. So I applied to it, and she had me do, like, an assessment, and I guess I did well. She called me. She hired me on the spot, and now she's one of my good friends. Her name's Jen Memory. She's amazing. And she basically told me that I'm going to, I was going to um, do her inventory and photography because she does everything online. So it's, like, a grand scale of reselling. And so with that, she was, like, she taught me about brands and labels because I didn't know anything about that. I just knew if something was cute and it was in good shape, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much the same week that she hired me, she's like, you know, you could do this too. And I was like, okay, well, like, why not give it a shot? Like, I have the flexibility with my job of working for her because it was part-time and then nannying part-time. I was like, I'll just give it a shot. So I went online and to, like, eBay and and uh, Poshmark and Mercari and kind of figured out how to do it with her help and went in my closet and was like, well, I don't need all these things, so I'll just list them. And... I found success with it, and I was really enjoying it, and I was like, okay, this is fun, but my friends and family, like, I'd love to have them over to to, to do the clothing, like mm. a little sip and shop event, and so I slowly turned my basement into sort of a shop, and I had one, and it went really well, and the second one was even bigger, and I was like, okay, well, we're kind of at capacity here, and I don't – I want to invite more people, but I can't have strangers in my house, and I don't – I so went to my husband. I'm like, I don't really – have a desire for a brick and mortar, but I would love the idea after doing some research online of being mobile. And I was like, and I feel like with the aesthetic of everything being secondhand, uh, a bus, a school bus makes the most sense because you've seen people do like a step truck, like a van, all types of things. But I liked the idea of a bus. Also it's secondhand because we got it to the school system and we went back and forth between a large bus or a short bus, but with everything with my inventory size and the fact that I had to have a dressing room, we decided to go with a full size bus. Mm-hmm. So now I've been doing that with the bus since February. Fun. Yeah.
0: So I haven't got to see this bus yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm, but I imagine that you took it to like you, you converted the whole thing into a a thing.
1: Yes. So we bought it, and first thing we wanted to do was my husband wanted to do was paint it, so we did that, and then. We left the seats in there for a while because we knew we had all uh, fall and winter to work on it because the events weren't going to come back up and be available with the bus until the spring. And so when we finally got to work on taking the seats out, that was certainly the hardest part. But once they're out, it's like there's so much space for everything. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun, like a lot of work, but really, truly a blast. That's a time I'll never forget working on that bus and my son coming and playing on it. He he loves to tell people he has a bus. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's been really fun.
0: Do you drive the bus?
1: I do not. I get que- I get that question a lot. I do not <laughs> drive the bus. I have a little bit of driving anxiety in general. Yeah. So um, I will one day, probably out of circumstance, I'm going to have to learn.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: for now, he's the captain of the school bus. And then I have a friend uh, and another family member who offers whenever he can to, gotcha. to drive it. But like I said, since we just got started, it hasn't ha- push hasn't come to shove yet with that. But ask me again in like a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Big machines are yeah. something to drive. Like, I mean, for me, like uh, I used to have a big like whatever, seven or eight passenger van. Okay, and yeah. Learning to drive that thing was quite the learning curve from right. driving normal cars. It's right. just a different beast altogether. Yeah,
1: and sometimes even when he's driving, I have to sit back because I have a couch on there that's anchored in for passengers to sit and people who aren't shopping to sit on, and I just have to like kind of look because I'm like, he does a great job, but yeah, other people <laughs> are always kind to big vehicles,
0: so. Yeah. <laughs> I believe I know Jen Memory. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. Yeah, yes. and they also run uh, like the... Smooth the um, juice place. The is juice right? bar, yes, yeah. yes, they did own that. Yep. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. Um. So, here's a fun question. What is okay? So I have a, I have a buddy who's like got a great eye for a certain epoch of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is sort of his selling thing, and I feel like that's the art form is kind of specializing either in a type of clothing or a style or yep. an epoch or something. Um, so what is what would you say is your sort of specialty, what you enjoy the most, and what your inventory mostly consists of when it comes to your favorite thing to thrift?
1: Well, I do mostly women's clothing for reasons we all know. There's more options. Women buy more clothes typically. So I do mostly focus on that, but I do like picking up guy stuff as well. But dresses probably are my favorite thing to pick up. Um, and when it comes to style, I try really hard to— keep everybody in mind like I tell people my goal with this bus is if three different generations of women came on the bus they could all find something that they like in their size Mm. that they would want to take home so it's really important to me I don't want people to walk up and be like oh this is all like trendy stuff or like you know no offense to any style like a crop top like it's all styles I really that's important to me yeah and all sizes too I tell I make sure to have a sign outside like everybody can potentially find something they like so yeah
0: yeah Additionally to that, there's, it seems as though, I I think, um, you said you, you caught some of the conversation that I had with Max from fancy groceries on here, you know, there's like a question of why guys don't embrace fashion more, I guess. And thrifting in general.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I absolutely love it when I see guys, you know, take risks with styles. I love that. I love to stop them and be like, you look amazing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, uh. And my husband was kind of like encouraging me to have a bigger guy, I have a specified guy section because I kinda had it mixed in because a lot of times like they'll just assume there's probably nothing for them. And then now that I have a spec, spec- you know, specific section for them, I'll say like it's in the back right, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um and they're more likely to to go look. And I it's still like I, I need to get riskier with what I'm grabbing. I feel like I'm grabbing most of like sports stuff because I'm like, guys will like this. Um but in general, yeah, it's I don't know why that is. I, I think some of that tide is is turning a little bit with mm-hmm. guys like being a little bit riskier so so in some places I mean the south might be harder but yeah
0: yeah I think that's right yeah you know uh but yeah I mean you would think as as cheap as guys are sometimes that we would enjoy thrifting a lot yeah sometimes it's like uh it's just not thought about for some reason
1: yeah and I'm not a guy obviously so I can't speak for them but sometimes I think and I've I've learned with um even selling online it's like They're like, I need this. They go get it. And then they boom, boom, done. Yeah. And like, even if they don't want to, like, it doesn't work. They don't even return it. Like, whereas women, maybe will spend more time.
0: So true. So that's so true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is your, is your husband also into like fashion and stuff? Is that?
1: He is. Yeah. He's always, I mean, he's always liked, uh, maybe being a little bit riskier with fashion and he loves to take things from me so I have to hide them. Mm. When I get them for the bus, I have to be like, oh, I didn't get anything for guys today, don't worry about it. Because if he sees it, he's like, wait, let me let me try that on. Um uh, <laughs> but yeah, he certainly likes it. He loves the thrift with me. Yeah. That's good to do that. Yeah.
0: So what about entrepreneurship? I mean, was that what were you doing before this entity?
1: So I um I was nannying for the past thirteen years. I got my degree in human development and family studies from UNCG. And mm. so when I was in college I was like, it makes sense to nanny because uh, you can choose your own schedule, and I had done it for so long. So I did that. For I just continued to do it through college. And when I graduated, I pretty much got pregnant with my son right away, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I interned with uh, foster care and adoption, so I kind of wanted to do something with that. But when I had, when I was pregnant with him, I was like, well, if I nanny, I can stay home with him too and watch other kids. And, you know, we were pretty sure we were only having one child, so I was like, that's good socialization. So I just kind of stuck on that train for a while, so I wasn't sure until – this came along and I was like, oh wow, this is, this is it. Like this brings me so much joy and I love nannying and it will forever be important to me. But this was just like, I was like, this is something that was, I was always kind of going towards and I'm glad I, I got mm-hmm. here.
0: And is that so going from, I mean, I guess nannying probably is a form sort of, of of entrepreneurship of at least being in charge of your own sort of uh relationship with what you do professionally yeah. in a direct way. But this is more of an outward-looking, sort of open to the public style entity, I guess. When you have something that is actually accessible for more people, uh, right, right, more broadly. So, is that that area of entrepreneurship? Is that something that you, I guess, enjoy or took to naturally?
1: Um, I think so because that was the difference. I tell people with online, like you don't talk to anybody. Like you just you ship it off. You never see them. That it might you might discuss like a uh, you know measuring something, but like there's no back and forth. In in person, it is so much more engaging. And for me, like, you know, some people hate small talk. I'm like, I love small talk. You can always learn something, even if it's like in a small connection engagement, you can pull something from that. So we come on the bus, like I'll read them. If they're not trying to talk, we won't. But like, I love talking to people. And that's the thing I like also about being mobile is going to different cities and getting to tell the story again and again and chatting with people and and so I've I've liked that transition a lot more and another thing I love is whenever I have repeat customers when I'm sourcing I keep them in mind and then when they come on the bus and they pick up the exact piece I thought of and they try it on and they want to take it home I'm like yes yeah, this is why I do this. Yeah, I it's love that. So much that. fun. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So okay, so let me make sure I've got the story straight. Did you finish the bus in February? Is that what you said?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. So it took us six months from the time we bought it until like we were totally ready to to go to the first event, which was in uh, Pofftown at okay. Remedy Poff uh in like mid-February.
0: So since February, have you been able to take the bus a lot of places?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we've been uh, to a few brewery, breweries in Winston and we went to Asheville for a three-day market uh, in March. That was an adventure because that's the farthest we've driven it. Mm. And we learned quickly, like, oh, yeah, this is a full machine. We Like, there's things we need to know. Uh, so that's been fun. We're, we're kind of around here until mid-May. We're going to Maggie Valley for a Boho Hippie Fest. And then we're going to sleep on the bus.
0: Oh, that's so fun.
1: So my husband's pumped for that part. I'm, I'm you know, in between. I'm like, there's a lot of windows. It's going to be bright. But it's going to be fun, and our child's going to love it. So that'll be cool.
0: Boho Hippie Fest, as in bohemian? Is that what boho yes, means?
1: Yes, yeah. So... I don't, I've never been to Maggie Valley. I've never been to this event. I don't know much about it. It's the second year. Last year they said they had a big turnout and there's all kinds of makers and artists and and vendors. So I'm excited.
0: Mm, Sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. So you've gotten to take it a few places. You've taken it down the highway once and you've got a few more on the way. Yes. Um, So what is the, I guess, the 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 dream or or whatever what is the dream with this thing like do you is it a life of a lot of festivals every year or a lot of different cities what do you hope to do with it i mean
1: i would love that i would love to do this for years and years and to take it further you know make sure it's in great shape and kept and able to do that um another thing i've thought about in the future is getting like a smaller activity bus and just doing kids clothing because a lot of times kids want to come on the bus because with their parents because either they've never been on one or you know it's fun, yeah. Um, and I don't have a lot of kids stuff, and so I'm cool with that for now. But that would be something that would be fun down the road to just specialize in that. And then if it's shorter too, I'm more likely to drive it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: um, it would be it would be fun to travel like further and hit up events along the way and sleep on the bus because um, we did have an initial plan to section off the last like one third and put like a bunk bed and stuff. We haven't done that yet. Mm. We're kind of taking things slowly since we just got started. Like the flooring is just painted and like it's pretty bare bones, but also with that, I don't I love when you 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 see these buses or these mobile trucks and you you walk on and they're immaculate and you forget that you're on that vehicle, but I kind of never want to forget we're on a bus. I mm-hmm. like that aspect of it. So I want to do things like that are more functional and make things easier for us and maybe look nicer, but I don't want to totally lose that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Are you a big traveler and do you like to travel around?
1: I do. I don't travel as much as I want to just cuz, you know, it's hard with life and stuff, but yeah, absolutely if I could, I would always travel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So do you I guess do you see yourself how how long of trips? I think do you would you uh fantasize about taking this bus on? I mean,
1: if she was up for it, if she could do it, I would love to take her like all the way to like the other coast. That
0: Cross would country. be yeah. yeah that that would, would be fantastic. Amazing. So. Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. And then I imagine all all along the way you're able to collect like thrift and then sell yes source along the way
1: yeah that would be excellent just get it all done yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's super cool that's super cool um cool so let me think um I I feel like I had another question that I was going to ask that I totally lost um do you uh I guess like is it a situation where you're I'm guess like does somebody have a job where you need to be more often, that kind of thing?
1: I mean, both we both work multiple jobs, but they're gotcha. very flexible, which is nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he works in sales, and then he also is a praise and worship pastor at a church in Winston. And then I still nanny part-time and still work for Jen part-time, and then I do this, in my opinion, full-time. So okay. we do have a lot of flexibility. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: Did you say in your opinion full-time? Well, you know, because oh.
1: I remember whenever people talk about full-time, like reselling, I'm like, what entails? Like, if you are spending, I don't know, are you counting the hours? Because, like, right. if you're putting all your heart and time as much time as you can into something, then it's full-time. So that's what I was like, in my opinion. I
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. And your opinion is valid as far as I'm concerned in that regard. (laughs) So uh, here's what I was going to ask about is something about – I want to get into creativity a little bit, and specifically the creativity of, like, presentation or something like that. Okay. And what that entails, I guess. What kind of state of mind that entails or something. And I think specifically – let's talk about for the person who maybe doesn't know how to explore the creativity of presentation. Yeah. How would you go about starting to introduce them to like being comfortable with that idea? I guess. Do
1: you mean in terms of like clothing? Yeah. Um, I guess cause yeah, people do say a lot of times they, they wear the same thing over and over mm-hmm. they feel stuck or they're just comfortable where they're at. I'm like, well that's cool. But if you have any interest in going outside of that, just have to try it. I mean, it's it's I I follow a lot of accounts on Instagram that are just not influencers but necessarily but people who just do take risks and it opens up my brain cuz I even with doing this sometimes I'm still putting the same things on my body. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm just like this might not seem like it works, but I'm just going to try it. And then I'm like, "Oh, I love this." And then it just kind of evolves from there. So I guess just taking a risk and trying um getting in the thrift stores and the thrift bus and wherever else. And you, you know, just looking around and putting things together that if you just were to walk into Target, no offense to Target, I'd shop there, but you're just going to see the same exact thing versus you'll see the Target shirt in the thrift store, but then you'll also see like an 80s pair of shorts. You're like, oh, that kind of looks great together. Let me just try. I've not really seen this together, or maybe I've seen someone do something sort of like this, but I'll try and If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that's one way to try to expand I guess
0: yeah but there's that feeling you just described of being like oh I like this yeah and that's where I think I mean and I'm speaking a little from experience it's sort of like you it, that's part of the risk is like you don't know how to <laughs> you don't know how to especially I, I guess as dudes maybe in particular you just it's yeah. harder to like embrace a day where you're like I'm gonna spend the day looking for the feeling of of assuring myself that I like this ensemble of cl- or whatever it's right. just like it's I don't know. That maybe it's a part of that sort of certainty that we we're describing might be a part of, of the thought process, but there's something so simple about the the repetition of just the old reliable. You right?
1: Know? And I'm like, that's great too, like to each their own, but it's also fun whenever you're like, well, today I want to be this person, so I'm going to put on this outfit and it makes me feel totally different. Mm. Or I'm not in a good mood, but I'm going to put on this bright dress and maybe it will change that even one degree. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good starting point. Yeah. Another thing that is a cont- a curiosity that keeps coming up, which I don't exactly know how to how to express this, but the fact that clothing seems to be so identifiable by the decade that it comes from. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh and I'm wondering like what that do you think that like affects a mood for you in terms of clothes?
1: Yeah, um I mean Especially like depending on the decade, it could be very nostalgic for people. Mm. Like nineties, I'm like, Yes, I love that. Um, so if I ever see like a Rocco's modern like life shirt, I'm like picking that up. <laughs> that's gone on, on the bus. Um, but yeah, for sure. Uh it it definitely does. Yeah.
0: Like like eighty you mentioned eighties shorts.
1: Yeah. So like, I mean, you know, these things come and go, but they're always altered a little bit. Um and so like 80 shorts then versus when they try to like replicate that the mom shorts they're different mm. um and also materials are that they use now are, are different you know i'm not talking about like the high-end stuff because i don't come across a lot of that mm. uh that's not really what i focus on if i see the high-end stuff i'm excited but you know I'm, I'm i try to just get like you know middle of the road stuff and i price myself very fairly for that reason because i'm like it is secondhand i'm not picking this up to try to become a billionaire mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna be fair about it but yeah um the 80 shorts thing um it's just different and you're like well I'm not going to find that anywhere else. And this color is fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's weird that like the eighties had a color scheme, I guess right? is what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I, it's like, I have color schemes in my head for what the seventies look like, what the yes. what the fifties look like and what the eighties look like. Absolutely. And the nineties too, but the nineties more like a, for me, more like a shape and more like weird ideas about clothes I yeah. guess, or something. And, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a term that I, that was confusing me, like Y2K, is that what you said?
1: Y2K, yeah. So I don't know the exact years that that would, I I like to think it's like right before and right after, like right before 2000. So like, if I had to guess, I'd say like 97 to like 2005. Um, And this became a thing the past few years where all the kids, the Gen Z people were like, oh, Y2K fashion. And, you know, middle parts are too, yeah, yeah, and no more skinny and all the things. And I'm like, well, everybody can wear what they want to wear. But, like, do you guys mean, like, true Y2K, like, or this new, like I was saying with the, when they try to redo the 80s jeans Mm -hmm. or shorts, this, like, altered version of it that just, like, nods towards it. Um, And so when I see stuff, I pick up some of it, um, but not much.
0: I'm trying to imagine what that is.
1: Well, I know in women's stuff it's I mean, I'd have to show you pictures, it's hard to describe. Um like the little tanks and the the graphic like angel and like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh I think Sophie Shorts would fall into that category, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh for guys, I don't know. My husband wore jinkos back in the day. Does that fall in that category? Maybe. Maybe might. Yeah. Uh I don't know.
0: I feel like back in like in nineteen ninety nine, a thing that a thing was zip off yes. like pants. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah, the cargoes that could be like, oh, it's very hot now. We're up to here. Yes, yeah, and I, I wore those.
0: Those were getting kind of out of hand. And then like I had shirts that would zip off into short sleeves. Oh, wow. I never saw those. And then the, the when it really got out of hand was I got, there was a pair of pants that could zip twice one time it could zip up and become like capri link yes and then another time it could zip off and become shorts which i was like lot right, to keep up with this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah i can't i can't keep this straight anymore. yeah
1: yeah i think that would fall in that category also <laughs> for sure
0: yeah and i've been learning that the the shoe game has changed yeah that, like uh, like ugly tennis shoes that aren't all that whatever that aren't all that stylish are like a cool thing now
1: and very expensive yeah so i well i don't know if you're talking about a certain brand i guess in general there are there is one brand that looks very scuffed and then it's very expensive but um they look scuffed yeah they're, they're golden goose they're they're all they're they're the rage and they look like they were kind of tossed into the backyard and the dog played with it and then but they're very expensive but huh. you know again to each their own um but i don't pick up a lot of shoes a little bit like i have them on the bus but i don't know enough about like what everybody's gonna try to grab. I just see stuff. I'm like, that is in good shape. That's mm. a decent size. Somebody might like it,
0: but Yeah, a buddy of mine was like showing me the New York fashion thing right now, which like what is common among people my age up yeah. there. And that I feel like this is kind of a little what he was talking about, like kind of what we used to call sort of mom jeans or yeah. Obama jeans, like when Obama <laughs> like yeah. when they were making fun of an Obama. Um yeah, like not all that well fitting. Yeah. Kind of whatever. Um, and it's almost like a lack of concern for style. And then like I'm picturing these Reebok or New Balance or something kind of plain ass like dad shoes. Yeah. That you'd like that they like a uh, like like what we would imagine a 50 uh, year old dad would just wear on a Saturday or some shit. Like, right. That's what I'm picturing. To mow the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's like a thing, I think, yeah. that's like popular now yes. among people our age. Yes. My age. I don't know how old you are. But
1: I'm thirty, almost thirty three.
0: Oh, we're same yeah. age. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um yeah, I mean I'm stuck in boot world. That's always been where I'm at. I've yeah. been wanting to like boots feel like adult to me. Yes. I guess. Yes. So like the this tennis shoe renaissance, <laughs> I'm a little like uh, surprised by.
1: Yeah, I mean, I pretty much only wear th- these are Bangs. They're out of Asheville. I love them. They're very comfortable. I found the first pair in Those a thrift cool. store, and I was like, oh, I know this brand. I'm so excited. And they were like ten bucks. What brand? Bangs. Bangs. Um, and I was so excited because I'd wanted to try them, but again, I try to buy nothing new uh, if I can help it. And so then I was like hooked. And then I found two more pairs, and now I have like six pairs, and it's amazing. Um, so I do. These are my these are my everyday shoes for sure. Um, yeah. Boots in the winter because you know it's cold. But
0: I was looking at some that were actually that looked a lot like that, but they were they were a company I used to wear boots from, and I can't remember what they are now. But yeah, new. They're like a hundred ten. Yeah. You know. it, it, the the not buying new thing is that like a fast fashion thing or is that just saving money thing so
1: that's always that that fast fashion thing's been interesting to me like i don't try to buy anything new in general because like i already had that goal before i started doing this it was in 2020 i was like i'm buying nothing new and then the pandemic hit so i was like well i'm buying some stuff online because i'm stuck at home Mm. um but then whenever i started doing this um i was like yeah there's no need for me to because i'm sourcing stuff i can just take from my own inventory i can I'm already in the thrift stores, consignment stores. There's no need for me to be buying anything new. Um, and with the fast fashion thing, yeah, there's lots of brands. that when I started doing this, I was like, I would never pick that up because, you know, they're killing our – like a lot of brands, but they're especially contributing to what's going on with, the you know, the landfills and stuff. But now it's hard because I'm like, well, it's it's already here and someone might, you know, instead of buying it new – it's still recycling it even if mm-hmm. it's it's already been purchased it's now being recycled it's not in the landfill so like i went back and forth at first with never having certain brands and now i'm like well it's still being recycled and it's cute yeah so yeah so
0: that's
1: yeah that's something i've tussled with
0: <laughs> the i mean the fast fashion thing in general is yeah. kind of it's a big a big puzzle to wrap your head around right especially because like with any issue, there's like a double-edged sword to it, right. and like if you want cheap, affordable clothes, right, then there's there's this component of it that's like it does come from usually exploitation and and putting labor outside of America and all right. that stuff. Like right. it comes from these places and it comes from like waste wasteful practices, right? But there's such a thing as people who need who like really can't afford that's what a they can afford t-shirt, you know,
1: absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah or so. or
0: thrifting, you know, which right. thrifting is a great a great uh you know answer to a lot of that as well
1: right right for sure but yeah no whatever people can afford i'm like i have nothing negative to say about that for sure
0: yeah is the thrifting community one that's like you know uh tight-knit and like friendly or is it competitive as as it's you know um i'm best
1: friends with like everybody who works in all the thrift stores because i'm in there all the time so they're all my best friends so, um <laughs> and the people in there i mean I uh, I like my space so sometimes when people get too close to me I'm like I'll just circle back to this area later because um, people do sometimes get you know
0: mm. oh like like buyers yes yeah
1: um, in terms of like um, thrifters and resellers and stuff like that everybody's been really cool that's uh, good that I've met I met some people through Jen um, and then uh, we used to go on sourcing trips together and um, through like Instagram. Uh, you'll connect with other people and message each other and ask questions like where do you source or uh, just tips on things, uh, how to get started. And I've not come across anybody who's not been pretty
0: cool. Hmm. So that's been nice. I don't think I realized that Jen did the thrifting thing. Yes. Like, I didn't know that was a part of what she did. Oh, yeah.
1: She's big. She's big in the game for sure. Okay. Yeah, The Thrift Life is the name
0: of her business. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, she's amazing.
0: Yeah, Alberta. I met them a long time ago. Yeah. Like, not even – like I, like we haven't been in touch in forever. So, yeah. You know, like I – I'm glad to hear that they're out there doing things. Oh, yeah. Killing it, for yeah. sure. And do they have a new entity?
1: Uh, So it's it's the Thrift Life. So she does uh, live sales on Whatnot, um, which is um, she literally just goes on and, and, and sells everything by like showing it, and people bid on it. Mm. So that's pretty cool. It's not really my thing. I'd rather do like in person, mm-hmm. uh, but it is very cool, and it's, it can be very lucrative for people, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So do you have any creative outlets outside of the thrifting world?
1: feel like since I started doing this, it's pretty much consumed me. So mm. this is what I do most of the time. Like, I used to read a lot, and I haven't read, in like, one calendar year a book. Uh, I used to skate, rollerblade – or not really uh quad skate a lot, and I haven't been doing that. So I would like to get back into these things. I feel like I was struggling to have, like, a work-life balance for a long time, and the bus came along, and that's been my sole focus of, like, mm-hmm. everything. It's, like, pretty much my personality right now. Um, but I'd like to get back to those other things, um, you know, once everything – Becomes. And we're getting there. Like I feel like once it was rolling and I've done some of these events and I know the process of everything, it has felt more natural. Like I could have more time for yeah. the creative outlets. But as of right now, can't say.
0: Well, so just before you got here, I was listening to some stuff about business and about entrepreneurship and motivation and uh, basically success, like kind of key attributes about successful people yeah. and how – whatever, that's what I was listening to and uh, listening to like success stories and the mentality of people who kind of achieve success, large success. Yeah. And I guess the slight impression I'm getting from you is that like you're, there's a lot of drive going into this thing. Like you sound very focused and like you really are passionate about building this thing. For sure. Have you always been that? Have you always been like sort of clearly pursuing a, a, a thing like this?
1: Um, Not like this. Um, If you would ask me a few years ago, like, do you see yourself being a small business owner? I'd be like, probably not. Um, But in terms of whenever I care about something and Mm -hmm. something's important to me, yes, wholly focused. Um, When this started, I was like, this is cool. Like, just even online. Like, well, this is neat. This could be something. And so I started taking more steps to do, like I told you when we went on sourcing trips and started doing the in-home sipping shops and kind of growing it from there. I just... I saw something, some potential, and I felt something inside me that was so like, just blooming. Of like, keep going, this is it. Um, so, yeah, when I when I wholly care about something, like people in my life or things like this, I'm fully focused.
0: Do you have? Have you found a uh, a routine that supports this? I guess you just mentioned kind of a balance between life and work and. Uh, obviously, you mentioned you have a family yeah. uh so i I'm wondering do you have a routine, a daily ritual that kind of uh that you've discovered that makes this most possible for you?
1: for sure uh my schedule stays the same between the three jobs uh so that's nice. I know what to expect each day um and so i I have like kind of a book in Monday and Fridays where I just do this, so I know on those two days I can focus on if I need to do extra sourcing or things like that, but yeah, pretty much this kid to school. You know, shipping out online orders, uh, getting things on the bus. If I have an event that weekend, I'm making sure everything's tagged and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I try. I try to now that things have been happening, have a better routine. It makes me feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah. How much? Like so you. So you got three jobs. Yeah. You, Jen, I <laughs> I missed one of them.
1: I still nanny once a week. Nanny once. A, that's yep. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So like, I guess. I'm, I'm, I, an, another curiosity of mine right now is daily rituals and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could like, walk through that a little bit more. Um, if you care to.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, take my child to school and I love to go pretty much to the same thrift, you know, sourcing places the same days each week mm. um, and get my online orders out and uh, try to get Like, cause the, the, my basement's still sort of set up like a shop, but now that everything's focused on the bus, it's more like a, um, a large closet (laughs) storage unit. So I've been slowly trying to get that back in better shape too. So I'll put a little bit of effort into that. Um, and then for myself, I've started working out again. That's been good. I'm like, summer's coming. So that's been good. I feel like that's a health, you know, benefits of moving my body. So now that that's been part of my routine too, I'm like, got to stick with that. Yeah. Eating healthy food.
0: I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually new, a new addition to my life. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kind of working on that stuff. Yeah. Do you do a gym or do you do it at home?
1: Yeah. So I have to be a, at the gym person. If I'm at home, I'll be like, well, let me check my phone and I'll get distracted. Mm. Um, and in, per, in, in the gym, other people are there. It's the environment for me that gets me like motivated. I always did classes. And then when the pandemic hit, I just did my first class last week since before that. So it's been three years. But so I was just going and running and uh, doing stuff in, like in the gym environment mm. on my own. But in but in general, my favorite thing is classes because I just love the community and everybody's hyped and the energy in the room.
0: Do you find that are, are are you a um a believer in sort of single use spaces? Like a like a space being kind of dedicated to one purpose.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: That's your thus your basement being becoming kind of a
1: Yeah, because it wasn't being used um for anything. We had a few like New Year's parties down there and it was just empty and then I was like you know this would be a great place to hang everything up and then once I saw it I was like this would be a great place to host the sip and shop Mm -hmm. um and then now if I do private ones uh it's on the bus but people can also still go downstairs I keep putting that off because like I said it looks like storage right now Mm -hmm. um but yeah for sure and it that was also really nice uh to have set up totally for this business and have a desk and like just that environment down there when I was doing more stuff online, um, to focus and work versus just being upstairs on the couch on my laptop. Yeah. That motivates me more because I've never worked in like an office environment, really. Mm -hmm. Um, my internship was slightly like that, but otherwise I've never experienced anything like that. So having an office space and working that was kind of like, okay, I see how that does benefit uh, productivity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that, uh, there's a, there's a, have you ever read atomic habits? No, should I? Um, probably it's one of those that people refer to as a, as, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and and sort of goal or, uh, goal pursuits. It's one of those that are in the top of top of those from the last decade or two. And, uh, that was something that was brought up in that book that I was kind of curious about and have been identifying more because, like here in this room, this is kind of an all purpose room. I've done everything in here. Uh, I record in here and rehearse. I usually used to write over here and also entertainment, like the line. And that's part of the problem is there's, there's something really useful about lines between things. Yeah, for sure. And as you can see, like behind me is music and television, like there's entertainment and then there's work and there's not a clear line between the two and yeah. I've been finding that that is likewise with uh exercise space it's just like yeah. without a clear purpose between spaces sometimes you let yourself do different things instead of focusing on you right know, on the purpose
1: you get distracted easy easier. Yeah. yeah things like that
0: yeah and like stuff like phone you know it's like there's right. no if there's no rule that's like this this space isn't for entertainment then you might Pull out your phone and entertain yourself. Yeah, for, a for sure. Or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll check that book out because, like I said, I want to get back into reading. And if it's something that would benefit, like, it, I would want to read it because it's what, what I'm focused on. That would be even more of a reason to finish it.
0: I found a list of a bunch of books like that. Um, any any books come to mind that have been helpful for you over the years?
1: I haven't read anything in regards to this. Uh, I would just read, you know, my book club stuff. So no, that's why I was like, cool. I need to get on that train.
0: Another one is a book called, I think it's just called, uh, there's a book on Americana on interior design that okay. is like, I don't know, kind of in keeping with thrift uh, yeah. because that, that particular, I think it's just called Americana, but it's by an artist out in like Washington state. Nice, okay. Um, but it's basically the concept of thrifting turned into interior design, you know, just rustic, cool. beat up stuff. Yeah. Uh, that that can be modernized and purposed into a personality.
1: Yeah. I love that. Okay. Check it out.
0: Do you, does this sort of interest in, uh, whatever, like presentation, does it also express itself as a skill for other forms of design at all for you?
1: Um, so I've always been so minimal, like at our house, uh, with like, I, I, I like everything pretty much in our house is secondhand or, found on the side of the road. Like, we love that kind of a thing. But I've not ever put a ton of effort into it. Like, it looks nice, but I don't focus on it a lot. Um, And so with the bus, it's been fun to design sort of the inside. We're kind of stuck with where we have some of the racks, but I'll move stuff around. And then outside, I've started picking up more, like, you know, uh, framed artwork or, like, little knickknacks, Josh Keys, stuff like that. So that's been fun. Like, every single time we go somewhere, we take everything down and put it back up. So the clothes are the same, they're on a hanger, but everything at the top um, on the racks, uh, like shoes, hats, bags, and then outside on the shelf I have, I just design it differently every time. So that's been kind of fun to be like, well, I did this last time. And I think, like, should I take a picture and repeat it? I'm like, well, no, we'll just switch it up. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, how about this? And I'm at first, I'm like, no, I'm like, actually, yes, let's mm-hmm. do that. And a friend helped me one time uh, load the bus up uh, and she did something different. And I was like, okay, cool, I love this. Uh, so that's been interesting because I think I could, if I put more effort and money into wanting to design like the house, but I'm just kind of like me, focus on other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: Interesting. So where does, I'm sorry, but where, when you say focus on other things, does that just go into the business?
1: Yeah. And then just like spending time with my friends and just like taking my kid to the park and stuff like that. Like I like it to look nice and be clean and whatever, but I'm not like keeping up with everything. Gotcha. Yeah. In terms of like. Redoing the kitchen and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, do will paint it.
0: <laughs> so let's go like into your biography a little bit more. Okay. Where are you originally from?
1: So I'm. I was born in Salisbury, but I grew up in Winston, so I, I consider Winston home. Um, and I went to Bishop McGinnis in Kernersville, and moved away. Kind of went to uh, I lived in like the Charlotte, Huntersville area for a while, and then I lived in Wilmington, and. Uh, when I was there, I was in school, and I was kind of, I do don't—I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was nannying, and a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to be an au pair. I'm going to go, uh, I think she went to California, and I was like, well, that's cool. You're taking like a, a leap year to kind of do this and see what you want to do. I was like, I want to do that, but if I'm taking a year off, I would love to leave the country. And so I went on a website, I can't remember what it was now, au pair something.com. And I talked to families in all different countries. And I landed on a family who was in Australia. They were Scottish. And I talked to my parents. I'm like, I think I was 19. I was like, I think I'm going to do this. Like, it would be kind of cool if you guys are supportive. Um, And they were. And I uh, went over there. And right before I left, they were like, oh, by the way, we're actually moving to Singapore. And I was like, what is Singapore? I have no idea what that is. Um, And so I lived in Australia for a month, nannying the two boys. And then we all moved to Singapore. And I lived there for like 10 months. Whoa. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, that's probably a big culture shot.
1: Oh, yeah. That helped me grow up a lot. Uh. helped me be much more independent because I had to be. Um, I have some crazy stories about having to go to Malaysia because my visa ran out and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but it helped me because, I mean, I still am very much like a dependent. Like I love being around lots of people and friends and connections. But I was like, well, I'm by myself. I mean, I had the family, but I, any of the kids, they went to school and then all day I could just explore and do whatever. So I met a lot of expat friends. and man went out and did stuff it was it was really neat I tell people now like uh you know college age kids I'm like if you have any interest in doing something like that like, like, do it because once you know if you get settled down or have kids and get married like that's you're not you're not likely going to do something like that but if you have any interest and you have the freedom try it out
0: yeah so did you get to experience much of Australia
1: No, I was there like a month. It was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I did drive the car on the other side, on the other side of the street and it broke down. So that was cool. Uh, they're like, when they hired me, they're like, there's going to be a car. I'm like, sweet. And then it it didn't last long, but, uh, I did get to go to the beach a little bit. Like it was cool, but that's one place I would love to go back to since I didn't get to stay for too long.
0: So what all did you do in Singapore?
1: Um, I, let's see all kinds of stuff. Uh, I met lots of friends, my closest friend there, uh, Olga was from Germany. We had so much fun together just exploring and going to all – because it's – I don't know if you knew much about it, but it's so incredibly clean and safe, and it's 30 miles either direction. It's an island, Hmm. so it's easy to get around. And I just – I loved knowing that when I was going out and doing these things, I was totally safe um, as a, you know, woman traveling by herself. Um, And I – I just, I just, it helped me grow up a lot. Yeah. For
0: sure. Well, let me, that was my timer for the, for the card there. Okay. Let me pause real quick. Cause I was trying to make this one over here available. Let me see if it is yet. Okay. And then we'll keep going. Perfect. Ooh. Um, no, it's not even close. So we'll just have to go with just audio. Okay. But that works for me if it does for you. Oh yeah. Good girl.
1: She's been great. Good
0: girl. So, um so Singapore, you got to explore this kind of by yourself. I mean, yeah. You're 19 years old.
1: Yeah, I turned like- 20 there. Uh, so that was amazing. I mean, I would definitely not, like not change anything about that experience. I I did a for I think total was like right out of a year maybe um a year? with everything. Yeah.
0: Okay. And was that after you did that, did you just like was that the only overseas residency that you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So once that was done I came back um and went back to school. And In Greensboro. Uh yeah, so I I've known my husband since I was 14 his little sister uh, was my best friend, but I came back met him and then pretty much got married and had the had my amazing child.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And then here we are. So yeah, it's a pretty full experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with getting to do that for
0: sure. And do you, like having done all that and seen a little bit of the state of North Carolina, um, you feel it sounds, I mean, you've, it, it seems that you've decided to stay in Winston-Salem. You like the yeah.
1: area? Yeah. We were in Greensboro uh, for like maybe four years and then moved to Winston six years ago. Yeah. Right before I had my child. So maybe seven years ago. Um, and my family's here. And so that's important to me. I love being close to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're amazing. They, we are very close knit and they were around them a lot. So I'm appreciative of that um if they would move with us everywhere yeah I'd probably move to like you know wherever but but I do also love Winston I tell my friends like growing up here and then scooting around a little bit and coming back I'm like it's changed I mean in terms of there's like there's more fun things to do now and it's it's different and so my friend uh my one of my longest friends she just came to visit she's been living in uh, New Zealand for years and she was like oh this is new this is new I'm like yeah we got some stuff here (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. you know the community's yeah, well I mean life maybe has gotten more interesting. I don't know. But yeah. the community in Winston has gotten more interesting and it feels like like with Hefts or something, it feels like there is a changing of the guard in a way. There's yes. like new like people our age are starting to be in a position where entrepreneurship is a is a real possibility. Where right. People are like I'm old enough now. I have credit. I can take out a bank bank loan or whatever. Let's
1: try this thing. And one thing I like too about doing these markets is sometimes it feels like the modern day like mall, like when you used to go to Haynes Mall, Mm -hmm. that kind of is what it feels like to me now. And maybe I'm just, that's not like an old person saying that, but like it, that's, it just feels like instead of in the 2004, it'd be like, well, let's go to Haynes Mall and go hit up these stores. Now it's like, well, let's go to like Gobblestone or let's go to, you know, the market and, you know, whichever one's going on that weekend, uh, radar, uh all over and shop all those things instead.
0: Yeah, and it's so cool and like I I don't think any of us would have predicted that like that a, that a economic sort of shift like this would take place and right. that that when we were 33 like you wouldn't go to the mall ever, but right. you would go to these little things where where like small business people, like the smallest of the small business right. people, are. Yeah, uh, didn't expect that. Wouldn't have seen it coming. But I kind of love that Me about too. this time. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Like for all like scaling all the way down, and I forget who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody about hoping that that sort of maybe that trans maybe that will start to translate some to to the arts more directly. Cause I think we're seeing that with small business a lot, yes. but I don't think we're seeing quite as much interest in people like directly supporting the local arts. Yeah. I kind of hope that that will happen.
1: Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I just heard last night, somebody, I think I was, I was talking to the guys who own, um, off the rack and they said they went to the gallery hop and that it was like massive. And somebody took over that recently. It's a new thing. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Cause 10 years ago, I remember that was big. The gallery hop and then I mean I haven't been to it in a long time. It yeah. seemed like a lot of people went, so I don't know if that's gonna help with some stuff.
0: I'm very curious about that. Yeah. I mean, I've I've spoken with somebody who's involved in the new kind of shifts taking place in the arts district. Yeah. Hopefully this conversation when I edit it, I will remind myself to check back in yeah. on that. But um Yeah, I mean, not to complain about what the art what it used to be. It did used to be a big thing, but at some point it became sort of like like okay, it's like the the gallery spaces are just open later, and it wasn't it didn't feel like exactly a celebration of art. I got it didn't you. Feel like an interactive yeah. appreciation of art, right? It was just almost like okay, we're we're seeing what Trade Street looks like if we came down here at a at at eleven a.m. on a Tuesday, yeah. but instead it's Friday. It's the first Friday of the month. Right. It was just like stores were open. Yeah, that was what it was. Yeah. You know? So I hope that they're kind of, I don't know, jazzing it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for
1: sure. Me too.
0: I guess I will say they did used to have music on the street and that was a fun time yeah. back then. Right. Yeah. That alley. They used to have music right there yes. in the
1: alley. Yeah. I guess it was like 12 years ago at this point that I'm thinking of maybe, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As an arts community, it's a little um, hit and miss sometimes, but, but I mean, it, Feels as though a lot of people are saying that there's so much happening in town and that there's a right. lot of new flavors that it seems like optimism is growing. Yeah, lots I of potential. Cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, what are some of your, I guess, what, are, what can you, you want to name any of the stuff that you're feeling optimistic about in Winston? Um, stuff, newer stuff that you like?
1: I mean, I, when I was listening to the episode with Heffs, I liked that you guys were talking about how all these new restaurants and stuff are like our age group and not to, to quote directly old white guys owning the same, all the same things. That's what they say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just quoting. Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, I'm loving that. And, um, I think in another one you were talking to someone about, you know, um, music and trying to get more of that, um, going on.
0: Uh, yeah, there's
1: these smaller, smaller, you know, lesser known artists getting yeah, out more.
0: Exactly. I mean, alternative spaces for music is, is one of my big interests. Cause it's just, I think what I'm realizing more and more is that Ramcat just can't be everyone's answer right. to yeah. music. Um, I was looking, like, this week they had Jacob Dylan from... Um, or they had The Wallflowers.
1: Yeah, I had some friends who went to that.
0: It looked amazing. Yeah. And it looked like a huge turnout. And when they have big bands, it's a huge turnout. And I just think what I'm, what I'm slowly realizing is that those of us who are local artists who, like, are, are looking to Ramcat to be, like, help us out, That's it might not be Ramcat's job to help us yeah. out. You know? It, they they might serve the community better by putting on bands like the wallflowers. Yeah. Yeah. They can still have local openers here and there, you know, but they exist to put on big thousand person shows, you know? Right. Um, so I think it would be amazing if there could be a space that could, that could be home for those of us who pull between like 50 and 150 people. Right. Right. You know, For sure. But when I drive around town and see things that I've not seen before, um, it does excite me. Even just seeing weird little businesses on Trade Street. Yeah. Is fun. Yeah. Um, new restaurants, super fun.
1: I like but, seeing a lot of these places do collaborations, too. Mm. Um, that's always fun.
0: Like which ones?
1: Uh, like uh, Brittany from the Humble Like she'll do something with like joiners or like, sh- you know, you'll see like, um, I don't know what I'm trying to think of, uh, like come together and not just be like, like, Places that have brick and mortars But like popping up somewhere else Yeah To collaborate Yeah, yeah That's what I'm trying to say
0: And like uh, Kind of like what What Justin was talking about How he was having um Cooy bear come in And yeah, do stuff Yeah like that have, Exactly Which coo bear I think Just announced this week He's got a food truck Yeah now. I saw that That's awesome That's gonna be crazy Yeah Yeah uh, And food truck game by the way Yes Is 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 uh, strong
1: For sure There's some yeah. good
0: food trucks My
1: husband's there. always like We gotta do that next I'm like hold on Hold on hold on He's like people love food I mean come on <laughs> I'm like, well, let's do <laughs> it. He jump. wants to
0: do a food truck.
1: He because I've always, we've always said he makes like the best grilled cheese sandwich ever. So he's like, I want to do a grilled cheese food truck. I'm like, I mean, people would like it, but we gotta do one vehicle at a time.
0: Mm. <laughs> Intriguing.
1: Right. He's like, what if I just serve them off the bus? And I was like, I don't think we can do that.
0: Health code. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. like, that's
1: not gonna fly. But uh, but yeah, food trucks. Oh yes.
0: Um What is so what is so what does he do different about his grilled cheese you
1: know I guess we'd have to watch because that is an art form what he does <laughs> with food I mean he cooks really well. I don't cook at all um but yeah he I think everything he cooks is amazing but the, the grilled cheese is the thing that really we all just yeah the butter on that I don't just I don't know
0: I'm so curious. I should have brought one today. Yeah, you'll have (laughs) to. This is
1: unrelated to anything, but here's my house's grilled cheese. Well,
0: I need to. You know what I should do is come by and check out your your men's inventory for sure. Maybe we can do like a lunch thing with your. Yeah, that'd that'd be great.
1: I'll be at Barnola on Saturday. Uh, They're doing a a neighborhood market. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I will maybe. Weather pending. Yeah, we maybe we should do the grilled cheese while the bus is parked so the health par- department right. doesn't find it Like us. a
1: separate thing. We're not selling this. This is a gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: gift cheese. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, a grilled cheese, there's bound to be somebody in Austin that's done that. But Oh, yeah. I I bet a grilled cheese, that would be so fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, actually, so his, his family, uh, my in-laws live in Seaside, Florida, and they have this like row of Airstreamers that just live there, and there is a grilled cheese one there. But yeah. it doesn't move around. That's cool. But certainly, I bet there is one somewhere that like, yeah, travels.
0: We so I did an event at Bailey this week for Aperture, and uh, there was I think they were called like Ovo or something okay. like that, but it was Korean corn dogs. Oh, cool! And they were so, <laughs> they were so good. I bet. Uh, and it was cool because like within the batter and stuff, they would they had different agree- ingredients or whatever. No, it wasn't within the batter, but anyway, they would make a really good corn dog, and then use sauce and stuff to uh, to put these toppings on it, so you could get like fried potato wedges on the corn dog or that's amazing. what I got was like they put like honey mustard on there and then put Doritos on it so you just got pieces little Dorito crumbs like stuck to your corn dog I
1: love it I love when you get to build your own situation yeah that's the best
0: it's so good
1: yeah I could talk food forever yeah I did an event in Nashville I told you uh I think in March and it was the vintage market days three days it was it was I did not know that was such a had such like a cult following that. Like people will travel all over to go to this specific market. Which one? So it's called Vintage Market Days, but they're everywhere. They're like here, Austin, uh, Charleston, Savannah, they're all over. But people travel from all over and will try to go to all of them. Uh, So that was a great learning experience. Um, But my point of that was I tried a waffle dog. So I guess just a hot dog in a waffle. Mm. It was great.
0: Never had one. No, I
1: was like, I'm definitely eating that for sure. (laughs)
0: When I used to go to Texas a lot, they did, I did go to a, a gourmet hot dog restaurant. Oh, cool. And it was they were very intricate. It was like huge. It was like very wide flavor profiles on okay. these hot dogs. Yeah. So you were getting them with like pickles and fancy mustard and all sorts of stuff on yeah. top of them. And that was expensive and it was tasty. Yeah. It didn't outperform a cheap old hot dog right. for me. Right, because
1: it's like it's a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: like I associate this as like unhealthy and kind of gross. Yeah. like I don't
1: want to know what's totally in this. Yeah, but I'm gonna eat
0: it. It's not gourmet. Come on. Yeah, right, right. Come on. Uh <laughs> but yeah, food, man. That'll 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 change. That'll change your life. Yeah. Uh, a good Cuban. There's another yes. food truck around that does some Cuban style dishes, and they have a Cuban sandwich that they do that's really good. I had them at Bailey last year. Which one is this? I can't remember what they're okay. called. I I really should start paying more attention to names. Um, cause that's, it's not great for me to not be able to promote these specific, you know, little businesses. Yeah. Uh, and
1: I just love to follow someone like, where are they going to be? Cause yeah. I'm trying to be there.
0: Yeah. I need to do that. So, th- and this year, so I do all, I do all these outdoor events with aperture and there's a lot of, uh, food trucks, <laughs> different, different times, uh, we'll do food events or whatever or food trucks will be at these events. Um, so that's one way to figure out. That's, that's one opportunity to take advantage of some food trucks and see a yeah. free movie is the outdoor Aperture movies.
1: Yeah. I just saw something uh, about that on Instagram. I was like, oh, I need to note that because I, I did one a few years ago. I was like, that sounds great.
0: They're really fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was on my birthday a few years ago. And I was like, that was great. Why haven't I done that again? Um, but I'm doing a food truck festival in over uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's two days, so that's going to be, for me as a buyer, <laughs> amazing. It's in Denton, North Carolina.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, so I'm just excited to see all the food trucks. I'm
0: gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start with Red House, watching your Instagram real close, yeah. See what events you're up to because it sounds like you're into some fun stuff.
1: I try. I try really hard to do specifically, like not just the same thing every time. Uh, Just like I tell people when I when I bring the bus, I try not to bring the same inventory every time because if you do come, I don't want you to think I already saw all of this. So make a point to switch it up. But I do post where I'm gonna be. I have this weekend was my only show event free weekend until like middle of june
0: oh cool well, i'm yeah. glad you decided to come up here yeah i was like this is
1: great great timing yeah yeah
0: i bet that there will be an opportunity i bet i bet if uh i bet if you emailed aperture or something i bet there could be an an overlap i will totally yeah there. i
1: always tell people like, i'm not above reaching out and being like hey you want to work together because you never know
0: yeah you've got me thinking you just got me thinking more about like because it sounds like with your thing, there's a lot of crossover with food trucks and with yeah. other types of vendors. And right. I'm wondering if Aperture could think about a mobile more as a vendor that might have like stuff in common with some of these other things. And could even turn some of these daytime events into evening events because we have to do these at night. Okay. So that's interesting to think about. I'm going to pass that off to her and see and see what she thinks about that.
1: Yeah, because it's... it's- it's an interesting like middle gray area because some of these events are just makers and I'm like, I'm not a maker, mm-hmm. but I'm also, it's recycled stuff. So it's not adding anything to, you know, like nothing against that, but like it's,
0: it's not like retail or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, it still is helping yeah. things moving in recycled. Yeah. So I always, if, if something is specifically makers, I'll still reach out and ask. And sometimes they're like, no. And I'm like, that's totally fair. I did not sell all these clothing, uh, garments, but, Um, some places I do fit into that and I'm not afraid to be like, let's try it. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I get it. I mean, I guess there are some, I guess like the handcrafted thing. Right. Yes. That's totally for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to arts, I would guess arts gatherings. Yeah. I would think thrifted clothes fits into that. Yeah, for sure. You would think anyway. Yeah.
1: I will definitely reach out.
0: Yeah. So food, thrifting, We've covered a little music. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's plenty more we should talk about.
1: <laughs> I love playing music bingo. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Catch me at Wise Man. Like, every Thursday with music bingo, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I was just a big fan. My friend sang there last night, and they had a solo artist showcase. And I was like, hey, I need to bring the bus here sometime. So, trying to work on that.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. Solo artist showcase at uh, Wise Man?
1: Yeah, last night they had one. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, I guess just... Um, People not like do like groups or anything, just singing by themselves. And, and they each had a set, small, local singers.
0: Small local at Wise Man.
1: Mm-hmm. My friend Melissa Smith sang. She's she's awesome.
0: Like playing guitar or like she
1: played guitar. Yeah. Okay. Most and of them, yeah, were, I think playing an instrument also.
0: So it wasn't like, so it's not like I was picturing something like trivia, like somebody's hosting this thing.
1: So I don't know if they've ever done it before. I mean, they do music bingo on Thursdays, and they'll do like, I think they have open mic night on Wednesdays, but I don't know if they've done one of these uh, solo artist showcases before. I feel like it's the first time. Hmm. Because a lot of times on Fridays and Saturdays, they have you know people come and sing that are hired, but this was different.
0: Hmm. I've been like, uh, I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I've I've kind of been practicing a rule for a long time to not do original music in breweries just because economically I'm not sold on the idea that those shows should go on for free or that it's a great, that is great for the, 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 uh, community that they go on for free. Okay. But, yeah. But I don't know. Cause wise man, I know, I know the people over there and like, I know that they care about music. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. They're good. Good people.
0: They're good folks. Yeah, So for sure. I'm not really sure, but that, I mean, that sounds kind of interesting if they're yeah. doing songwriter showcases or singer showcases. Yeah. You know, that's a good opportunity for people to have. Right.
1: I bet they'll do it again. I mean, it seemed last night seemed to go really well. But
0: So your husband's a musician, eh?
1: Yes, yes. So he was in like the Greensboro emo pop punk okay. scene. What band?
0: Farewell. Farewell.
1: Yeah. He did keys and backup vocals for them.
0: Okay. Yeah, And they key.
1: actually just had a show last. They did like that first in flight, all the bands from back in the day. Uh-huh. That was awesome. I loved it. Because <laughs> I knew him back then, but we have an age gap. So um, we were not together. Obviously, that wasn't inappropriate. <laughs> um, I always had a crush on him because, like I said, he was my uh, best friend's older brother. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was cool seeing them because I hadn't seen them perform with them since we've been together.
0: Yeah. But now he usually is, uh, he's usually like in the church. Yeah, now, he, yeah, he sings,
1: yeah. He does all the music uh, for the praise and worship at New
0: Church. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, combination, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, I mean, like back in the day, there were a lot of Christian bands that were, right. you know, in that in that emo or screaming world. Yeah, for sure.
1: And it's, he, he, you know, his faith, everything's always been very important to him and he wanted to get back into, into that. And then we found new church and we loved it. And then he started singing and he's, that's been great. So
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah.
1: yeah, Good outlet.
0: Does he have other creative outlets as well?
1: Um, I mean, I think he's very autistic. Uh, he, he can draw well. He can paint well. He, he cooks really well. Uh, he doesn't practice a lot of that besides the cooking, right. but uh, yeah, um, he, he he. I think music is big for him.
0: And you don't cook at all.
1: Nope, or play any music. <laughs> but I like to sing. But yeah, uh, but not for anybody else.
0: But that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, the dynamics are so different. It sounds like he's more directly sort of the from scratch, and then you've got this. Curation uh... for
1: sure, like on the bus, for example, when we were and we are still ongoing, figuring things out, uh, like lighting or whatever, fixing things. His brain has a way of like just creatively making things work. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is broken. He's like, No, 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 wait, wait, hold on, and they'll make it work. So, yeah, we, we balance each other out because my brain doesn't always work that way. Hmm. I can see stuff sometimes, um, but making it come to life with my hands, not quite my thing.
0: Very interesting in terms
1: of that specific, you know fixing in and, and uh tinkering with things.
0: You say see things sometimes.
1: That's what I mean like um sometimes I can see stuff but I it, it's making it come to life. I don't know how to describe it.
0: See stuff. That's so maybe what that's I'm I'm curious about thing. that like it's sort of it's like abstracting an intention or yeah. something like that. Like sometimes you can sometimes you can picture what you want.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That sounds like creativity. Right, for and sure. Then, And then, but, but sometimes you're like, I can kind of see what I want, but I don't quite, with my hands, I'm not going to be able to make it happen. Right. For sure. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Depending on what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah.
0: is, Is there an area where that's not the case?
1: Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, creativity and like expressing like it's human connection like I feel like that if that makes any sense that's sometimes where I feel like I'm the strongest and I I say like my life purpose sometimes I think is human connection and Mm. that's kind of how I even got here because I'm connecting with people and does that make any sense that sounds crazy yeah no
0: no I'm following you I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm very interested in this
1: yeah and I was trying to explain to someone the other day I think they were like okay and I was like I don't know I just feel like that's what I was supposed to do like, I nannied and took care of children, and, like, my friendships and my family are so incredibly important to me. And then now with this, like, I feel like I'm a stylist for a bunch of people I don't know. And then I get to talk to them and get to know them, and it just feels like that's where I thrive the most. Um, but sometimes that some of the other stuff is harder for me to, to pin, to get together.
0: I think that's really interesting because, um, you know, obviously who I usually talk to are people who would say, well, my creativity is to... Write words on paper, yeah, or my creativity is to invest all my time in an instrument or right. in filmmaking or whatever it's these semi tangible you know sort of like it's tangible, but really the creativity is what's expressed through the tangible thing, yeah, but i I honestly think ultimately like sometimes the the point of all that is really about the outcome that creates connection between people yeah. or empathy or whatever like some Absolutely. kind of thing yeah and it sounds like you're kind of describing eh? like i can skip the i could skip the inanimate object and go straight to the uh connection part
1: yeah i'm like it just brings me joy i love bringing other people joy in terms of connecting that's why when i said earlier i'm like small talk thing i'm like i get what people don't like that and there's introverts and I'm, obviously I'm not an introvert but like to me just that is so life giving and fulfilling
0: has that have you has that always been your kind of person i mean i was
1: I was shy like growing up on and off uh changed school some um but even with being shy, it was still very important to me mm. to have good good connection um and I try to instill that in my son, and he's very much like that too just loves to talk to people and just connect and uh it's just like I said I'd really think that was my life's pur- is my life's purpose
0: that's cool, yeah, I like that i mean i there's something very um I don't know. There's something very rich sounding, I guess, about the idea of human relationships being an art form, which yeah. is something I've just never thought about before. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like, you know, they talk about like um, emotional intelligence or like social IQs and stuff like this. And it's like some people, like, everybody's so, so different. And some people have no desire for it. And some people just, they can't, you know, grasp it. And things still scare me. Like, this scared me today. I was like, oh, I've never done something like this. I'm scared. Mm. But I'm like, also, like, this is exciting you know, cause I talk, I love to talk. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, inter- it's definitely interesting.
0: It is. I mean, well, there's also, you know, sometimes you meet a person and they're really hard to talk to Yeah, and they're really, they maybe make you uncomfortable in some way or something, you know, For or sure. they wear you out. And I've, I've, I've been in that position. I've probably been that person many yeah, times Yeah. Right. Too, probably you know? you all but, have. Yeah. Um, there is something really graceful i guess about something like being the type of person that is is almost like saying well the the connection that i'm going to have with somebody that's going to be kind of a higher precedence a higher priority than uh than like whatever than just being purely freely myself or something yeah yeah and that's that's the same rules that are applied within the arts i think like if you were just an, if you were an obnoxious performer of guitar or something yeah you're not going to connect with an audience right and it's interesting that those rules might apply in the same way socially
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah
0: that's cool uh yeah that's cool and so i'm guessing when you were talking about sort of like the small talk that takes place with people and kind of engaging with them in that way i mean that probably matters to you quite a lot in your and you're being in being able to kind of have a space that is open to the public in this way and connecting sure. with people over clothes and stuff like that.
1: And I'm like, everybody's welcome on the bus, everybody, everywhere. Um, and if you want to talk, we can talk. You can sit on the bus and talk. I mean, I had friends like a couple events ago, like they just sat and talked for, and people would come on. And I'd be like, well, move your legs a little bit, but like, also, you guys can sit and talk. And we like made new friends, and I'm like, this is this is so life fulfilling for me to to do that.
0: I went. I wonder if you were. <laughs> I went to an event. I don't remember what it was called. A friend of mine put on a little arts event. Okay. Near, I think it was down Marshall Street, like two years ago. Okay. Or a year. It might have been last year. I think it was like a year ago. Yeah. And it was um. It was near like Old Salem. Yeah. Just a little thing, live music. And I was like in my mind... I'm trying to remember if there was a bus there, but did you do an event down there? No,
1: because we just started in February. That's yeah, we right. didn't do anything right. last year. So You're last, brand new. no, yeah, last fall I did some pop-up events with like a table and a rack, a few places, just to like put feeler, like get to know people and see like how it did. Um, but nothing with the bus last year.
0: Okay, and it might not even have been a bus, but that was where I met Max from Fancy Groceries. Um, and okay, yeah. So anyway. Uh, just fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Some people get on the bus and they're excited because they're like, oh, I'm from the city, that city, and we have these things there. So I'm excited to see it here. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Good. Welcome. Yeah.
0: We need more stuff like that. Yeah. More just interesting interesting experiences for people.
1: Because also with being in, I'm not quite in a bus community, but on Facebook, these groups, like I chat with people or I, I read things. People do such creative things with them. Like there was a guy who had like a music school on a bus. There was somebody had like, you know, flowers or like. Um, you you see, like, um, bakers, like, you could come on and, like, have, like, a, a cake-making class. Like, mm. there's so many, and not necessarily just a bus, but in general, these things that can move around to other people.
0: I would, yeah. Uh, I, so I was working on a business thing about kind of an extension of this, trying to figure out how to incorporate live music into the Red House sort of entity. Okay. And one of the things that came up was what if it was like a mobile thing? What yeah. if it was a thing? And I started thinking about, you know, a tiny house versus a bus versus different things. Uh, you know, some kind of, some kind of pop out stage versus a thing you could do inside the bus. So yeah. was a stage or something. Um, yeah. So that like definitely speaks to my curiosity a little yeah. bit. Cause it's, I'm not a, Somebody was on the show recently who had a van who was just like it was just a really badass van and I'm not somebody who really knows how to just like take something like that and be like I know how to convert a bus I know how right. to like do all the stuff. To but it. thankfully
1: we live in the age of YouTube tutorials
0: exactly. So we
1: referred to those a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a nice thing living in the age of information and like connecting with again online though people all over um, in these groups and getting lots of lots of ideas. Like we have m- much more plans going into the future that we're going to wait when things, you know, yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, like I'd love to put like a little deck on the top. Um, nothing too big, just something so we could sit up there. Um, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. Just little things. But yeah, in terms of using, you, you don't know, I mean, you, there's, there's info out there that could certainly like yeah. lend, lend itself. Yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. I'm a little curious. You're probably, you're sparking my curiosity a lot. Cause yeah. I think that would be super fun. And it's like, I, blast. I need to do like, I'm trying to get on the road a lot more. Yeah. And, uh, Than thinking about her, like trying to take her with me and stuff like that. And that sure would be easier if it wasn't just in that Jeep, you know, like there's a little bit more room where she could actually be on her legs for part of the traveling. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Plus, it'd just be interesting to travel around in a bus. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this idea.
1: Get to see new things everywhere everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. New restaurants. It's my favorite part of traveling. I'm like, where am I getting coffee? Somewhere local and small. Where am I getting lunch? And I'm like, we have to stop here. We cannot travel from A to B without finding something tiny and local to try.
0: So what's your favorite kind of like food place?
1: Mm, I mean, I love everything. Um, <laughs> I love, truly, um, Thai food. I love Thai food. Um, I don't know. Everything. It's so hard. I'm like, I could talk about food forever. Um
0: I feel like cities are are definitely defined by their sort of like their variety of different like ethnicities of cuisine. Yes, they're defined by their pizzas, right? And then by their like artisan foods, but also by their their cheap, you know, like yes, like like Philly, or, you know, is uh, the home of the Philly, uh, you know, defined by their little cheap, affordable sort of food options, right? Um, and Winston. Is has some of those boxes checked yeah uh but the south i guess doesn't really have its own version of pizza
1: yeah no um
0: maybe we should admit that
1: right (laughs) we'll get in on this because he'd be down
0: yeah (laughs) we should see if he's got any ideas
1: yeah yeah no that's that's a good idea um but yeah we love going to Asheville because it's like there's no gross food there everything's absolutely delicious um yeah food all
0: day. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I guess I don't know if it's because it's a Sunday afternoon or what, yeah. but like this whole conversation has just got me fucking like primed for. I know, <laughs> and I had a
1: smoothie before this. I'm like, what the heck?
0: I had a banana.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm like, that's gonna change on the drive
0: home. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, Let me see how we're doing on time. Well, we're doing actually pretty good. Uh, I won't keep us much longer. Um, was there anything else that you thought of, kind of leading into this conversation that we haven't touched on?
1: Um don't think so. I feel like when I try to play it out in my brain, we, we talked about lots of stuff. Um, I also
0: just want to make sure if there's anything else important to talk about with, the, with Lane Exchange.
1: Um, I guess just, I already said it, but basically I just want um, to let everybody know, like, everybody's welcome and to come on. And if you don't want to buy anything, just come chat with me um, about life. And um, I try really hard to make sure everybody can find something they like in an affordable price in a size that will fit them.
0: Well, okay, so before we start to wrap up, let me ask you this. Since there's like kind of, you have this bus entity, you've got the basement inventory, and you've got these events that you do, for somebody who's local, especially for somebody who might listen to this, yeah, like, what's their best way would it be like to, to DM you and, and experience it like when it's parked versus looking for the next event you're going to be at? What's the best way for people to kind of experience the Lane Exchange? I mean,
1: coming to an event would be great because then there's going to be other vendors too and you can like eat food and have a good time. So that's probably the best thing to do. But if you have something going on like a, a wedding or um, an event or you're traveling like a vacation or you just want to update your wardrobe, then yeah, message me. And um, we can set up a time to come by because, my like I said, my schedule is so flexible. Um, and it's parked at my house, so you can just come on board and I can get it set up and you can tell me your size or what you're looking for. And I can make sure that is available on the bus at that time.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I
1: had two people come, um, a a family friend and her friend who was looking for an outfit for a wedding. And one night it was like 7 PM and I just had all all the lights on and it was so much fun. I love that.
0: It's very personal.
1: Yeah. Which I'm like, yay. Uh, but yeah, um, in person stuff's great, but the vendor events are always just such good vibes. I haven't had a bad experience yet, thankfully.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. What is your What is your Let's see. This will come out in a couple of weeks. So, what are some of the things that people could look forward to, maybe within the months of June and July?
1: So June, July. I have one event in Kernersville, is a blueberry festival. That's all I have right now. And then June's only. I think there's there's an event on June third, I believe, um, at Incendiary in Louisville. Um, there's an
0: incendiary incendiary in lewis yeah
1: it used to be west bend oh and they bought it okay and so it's a night market i'm gonna do that and then the fourth um is in greensboro at their curbside farmer's market so that's cool i haven't been to greensboro yet and like i, said, I used to live there so i'm kind of like and my best friend still does so i'm like cool uh and then the following saturday is june 10th i'll be in hendersonville which is kind of out there for anybody locally listening um but throughout may i'll be around i'll be at barnola on saturday the 29th for their event so that'll be cool And I'll be at Boho Depot uh, on Rinalda on May 20th.
0: Oh, yeah. I've never, I've driven by there a lot and haven't actually stopped in there. Yeah,
1: that one's going to be cool. There's going to be a lot of, I I think it's like, I don't know if they do it quarterly, uh, but it's their Disco Days of May. That looks pretty neat.
0: Is that store, I mean, is that a thrift store? Is that What is that place?
1: Uh, It's a boutique, I think.
0: A boutique, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like mostly women's clothes?
1: I think it's like, uh, there's jewelry, candles, stuff like that. Oh, okay. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. yeah I, like, I haven't been I'm in yet. I haven't been in there, yet. there Yeah. So I can't speak totally on that. Uh, gotcha. But uh, we connected online and I was like, I've been wanting to go in there. So, but yeah, I'll probably go before the event because awesome. I won't get to do much looking at the event. Yeah. Yeah. I try to hold down the fort and pretend I drive the bus and sit in the <laughs> bus seat. <laughs> then everyone asked me and I'm like, no.
0: We're like a, like a driver's I got hat. him
1: one on eBay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a boat captain hat. I was like, you are wearing this. And That's he will. True.
0: So, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um. Well, Britt, I think we kind of covered your, the story. Um, I think so. Yeah, I appreciate you telling me all about uh, all about the uh, the lane exchange, and I look forward to checking it out in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please come by.
0: Awesome. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll call it a day. So. Okay. Cool. Thank you for coming by.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. Mm-hmm.